0: Christina Ellis, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. Thank you for joining us, America. Our latest numbers reveal that there's about 22 million of you out there. Thank you so much. We're honored. We appreciate that. We are here to serve you. 888-825-5225. Mark is with us in Knoxville. Hey, Mark, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Better than we deserve, sir. How can we help?
1: I am self-employed. I'm the only employee. I have been for about 25 years, always filed as sole proprietor. And my brother is telling me I need to switch to C-Corp. I'll save money, but he can't really explain to me why. And when I tried to look it up, I don't know if I can since it's just me with no employees. So is it something I can do? And if so, should I do it?
0: You can do it and you should not do it and you should not take any more accounting advice from your brother.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Now, if you do want to the only reason for a sole proprietor like yourself to incorporate or to open an LLC would be to risk manage. Meaning, uh what do you do? What kind of business is it? It's auto detailing. Okay. So, if um you were if someone was walking past uh where you were auto detailing they tripped over the hose and broke their face okay uh-huh. and they said oh this guy looks rich we're going to sue him well you have two options uh, and uh number one you'd have insurance that would pay him for his broken face because it was your fault his hose your hose tripped him i guess i don't know how the world works today but i reckon that's how it happens right and um right. the second thing is if you're Business assets, the things that your business owns, are owned by an LLC, a limited liability company, or a sub-S corporation, the only person that they could sue would be the company that owned the hose, which isn't you. It's your company. Your company's assets consist of your tools, probably, right? And whatever cash you have in the company checking account. So they could sue you and get all of that stuff, but they couldn't come after your personal home, your personal checking account, because it wasn't you that owned the hose that tripped them. It was this company over here that you own. Okay. So it's, it's, what, we, it's what we call risk management. There's no tax benefit at all for a sub-S or an LLC because 100% of your profits pass straight through and land on your personal return and you get taxed on it exactly the same way you would if you didn't have this. And you can write off uh, your business expenses as a sole proprietor exactly the same way. Um, Personally, what I would tell you to do is uh, talk to your insurance broker get a good business insurance policy that covers some liability if someone tripped over your hose and I wouldn't bother to incorporate the reason I wouldn't is it's going to cost you to incorporate or to build the LLC and then you got to file a tax return on that entity every year in addition to your own tax return so you get this bill from your tax preparer for producing this the only reason you would want to do this is if you have a large target on your butt now are you worth over a million dollars personally no okay then if somebody might want to come out find some excuse to come after you then you'd have a target on your butt then you might want to do this but your business isn't of enough size that somebody's probably going to go lick their chops and go oh i'm about to get rich here
2: okay and I
1: have general liability business insurance. Then you're fine. Um, you're I fine. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. What he's trying to see saying is that he, he was also a sole proprietor, but he switched to the C-Corp because he says it's going to save him money, something to do with Social Security or
0: something. No. I don't know exactly. It, it, you can, you can write it. off the Social Security portion as an expense. Uh, that is an addition, and you do that with a sub-S as well. A C-Corp, you get taxed twice. The corporation pays taxes, and then when it pays you, you pay taxes again. So a C corp mm-hmm. is asinine for a small business because you a small business owner, because you get taxed twice. I've got uh, a bazillion LLCs, um, and I have one S corp. I don't own a single C corp, and I don't um, uh, and I don't own anything anymore. Everything is now in some entity's name other than mine. Even my cars. Or in something else's name. I don't actually personally own anything because I'm a walking target. I see, and so you're saying that I should either do C- uh, S-Corp just to have the liability exactly.
1: savings, or just stay where I'm at with my general liability insurance. Right,
0: or if and you can, and he's actually right. You can write off the portion of your, a portion of your social security as a business expense, but it, it amounts to. You know, it, it's not going to it's not gonna save you enough in taxes to pay you back for the attorney fees to build the stupid thing or your tax preparer fees to file the extra fi- filing every year. It isn't worth it. Okay. I, I, I okay. you know, I wouldn't do it. You've got uh, 99% of the same write-offs that an S-Corp has. I, I wouldn't fool with it. I, you know I don't think you've got the risk management issue and it, there is no write-off issue and C Corps are double taxed no never do that the only time you do a C Corp is if you're building something to take it public and sell it to some other big corporation or something there might be some advantages then but for the normal person like you and me operating our own small business no way never a C Corp so just stay sole proprietor keep up my general liability insurance and just leave it like it is that's what I would do I'd keep your life simple man okay that's, okay. what I, That's what I needed. To. Yeah. Good question. Thank you for calling in. This yeah. comes up a lot with the Entree Leadership Group, the small business folks that we coach and counsel all the time. We hear this same thing that comes up. Everybody's looking for some kind of tax dodge, and they think that the rich have some tax dodge that regular people don't have, and they don't.
2: That is good to know. And I think it's interesting that his brother brought this up after, after he's been in business for 25 years. Like Mark's been doing a good job keeping up with everything and following through. And it was very interesting that his brother felt that now was the important time to have an opinion.
0: Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's, you know, the only, so the, the if your business is small, you would never do it, number one. If you're, uh, it, in, unless you have a large So, for instance, let's say you're worth $2 million, and um, you decide you want to open an art studio. Well, you might want to put an LLC over that, because, again, if somebody trips on the threshold, falls, or whatever, whatever the uh, scenario is that somebody decides they're going to sue you, um, and everybody's, you know, not everybody, but too many people in our litigious society are looking for a free ride or a free ticket, and you've just got to do risk management, protect yourself as you start building wealth. The other thing you can do, guys, once you get to on liability issues, once you get up over a half million to a million dollar net worth, you can pick up an umbrella policy for about 300 bucks a year for a million dollars and it covers that much more. This is The Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Christine Ellis Ramsey, personality, is my co-host today. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. You jump in, we'll talk. Paying off debt is smart. Saving and investing is smart, but there's uh, one key to winning with money that people overlook, and that is protecting your finances from emergencies. This is where the right kinds of insurance come into play. There's 10 kinds of insurance coverage you might need. The rest of them you probably don't need. And uh, we built a tool called the coverage checkup to show you which types you need to add, drop, or adjust. We'll even rank your coverage list by importance, email it to you, connect you with a Ramsey trusted insurance provider. All this is free. It could be the most important five minutes you spend Donald wrote in and said, uh, uh, for anyone who has not completed the checkup, do it right now. You never know when something will happen and you never want to leave your family in a bad situation. Ramsey slash checkup. That's ramseysolutions.com slash checkup. Nick starts off this hour in Minneapolis. Hi, Nick. Welcome to the Ramsey show.
1: Hey man. Thanks for
0: having me. Sure. What's up?
1: Well, brace for impact here. Uh, I have a residential and commercial cleaning business that I run solo. So no employees and like, I just, I work a crazy amount of hours, like a busy week. I'll do nine to three and then go back out and work from like seven to 11. So I know it's time to start hiring. Like that's the only way I'm going to scale it. Um, but you know, I, I just have some concerns that probably any other business owner would have. And that's like the quality of my replacements, like the consistency of work, just because of the industry that I'm in. Like there's a lot of changes in my clients particularly the houses and then like the extra cost of the software and just the legalities and just all this stuff and I'm just trying to get out of this rut because I, I should have probably hired like two years ago and yep. I'm really to the point that I'm just like burned out
0: you know yep. you're gonna fry out yeah. what you're doing is not sustainable it, you've got to get some help or you got yeah. or you got to raise your prices and lower the number of clients one of the two so yeah, yeah. so man hiring is very difficult because there's all this mythology around it. Number one, the labor market's real tough right now. So it's hard to get people right now to do anything. Uh, most businesses are struggling. The people we spent time with last week, entree leaders, number number one thing they're struggling with is getting good people right now. It's always been hard to get good people. Right now it's extra special tough. So that, that being said, here's what you're looking for. You've got to go slow enough to get the right people. Okay. yeah, don't bring on the wrong people because you get desperate and you're late to the party, so you need to get with it. But you need to spend enough time. One interview won't do it. You've got to interview them more than one time at a minimum of four times. You ought to sit down with them separate times to figure out what kind of a person that you're going to lend your name to, because everyone that works for you is in marketing. Because if they okay. screw up something, the customer is going to tell everybody that your whole business is a screw-up. If, yeah, they, do the something, if they do something right, your customer is going to tell everybody that your whole business is great. And so with okay. 1,000 folks on plus, almost 1,100 people on the Ramsey team, if one of them screws up, and I, I may not even know them, but it doesn't matter. They all go, well, that day Ramsey, you know immediately I get blamed, which is, I mean, that's what I signed up for. So I'm not, I'm not bitching about it, but that's what you're signing up for. So not delegating to someone who you aren't comfortable with. You hire them first and you haven't trained them yet. You can't just hand them the keys to the kingdom and walk away and, Oh no, I don't want to be a control freak. That's not a control freak. That's called training because you're turning Mm -hmm. over your reputation to these people. And so the, the the rule on delegation is this, and it's in the book Entree Leadership. I'll send you a copy of it. It's easy to delegate to Christina when she goes on a major television program and answers questions on behalf of her and on behalf of Ramsey on, say, Fox News. I can delegate that to Christina. She's sitting beside me. I can delegate that because I can trust two things about her that I know that I know that I know because we've spent enough time together training we have spent enough time together to get to know each other and here's the two things I know I can trust her competency she can answer the question correctly with a smile her on-camera ability is excellent the camera likes her she likes the camera that's why she's on there more often than I am and so That, you know, and I can trust her integrity. She's going to do the right thing. If someone corners her in an adversarial interview on camera, she's still going to do the right thing. She's going to be sweeter about it than I would, but she's still going to do the right thing. And so when you can trust their integrity and their competency, they are trained to be able to turn something over to them and you can still sleep at night. And that's not being a micromanager. That's called being a wise business owner.
2: That's good. Well, in this market with so much competition for jobs and a lot of employers struggling to find employees, how can a small business like Nick's stand out and get high quality people who have integrity?
0: Well, number one, uh, you're going to have to pay them well, not overpay them, but you cannot be at the bottom shelf. You're going to get what you pay for in that sense. Number two, you've got to give them the dignity of speaking into their destiny and into the destiny of the whole company. And so everyone at Ramsey is always talking to each other and to me and to everybody in the whole place about how we can all get better. We're all trying to figure out which play to win, to run to win the Super Bowl. And we argue about it. No, oh, I think we ought to throw it. No, I think we ought to run it. No, I think we ought to run it to the left. I think we ought to run it to the right. I don't care. I mean, we're we're always arguing, but we're we're arguing about one thing, how do we score and win a Super Bowl? And so you got to get people involved with their dignity and that kind of thing. The second the, the last thing and I told these small business owners this last week, working for corporate America sucks even if you make more money you're treated like a freaking number and they will throw your butt in the street at the first sign of a stock downturn. You'll be the first one thrown out of there. So, Oh, that guy makes a lot of money dump him. That guy makes a lot of money. Dump him. Corporate America has no soul. It's a transaction. When you're running a small family business, you're working with the owner or right beside the owner or or you see the owner quite often. You, You know, you have an advantage because you actually treat people like people. It's just your nature. And people would lot rather work for a small business, assuming the pay is reasonable, because the environment is a thousand times better than corporate stupid butt America that's lost its mind. I'm telling you, man, you don't want to work over there. And Mm. people, people sometimes leave here and go to work over there, and they'll call me up, Dave, I made a huge mistake. Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) yes you did
2: well I know here a lot of people love the culture working at Ramsey that's one of the big things that people talk about people love just the environment here the people who are here and that's exciting but I think a lot of small business owners you know when they're first hiring they're not thinking about setting an intentional culture Mm -hmm. which it's important from day one it's important from employee number one
0: yeah but I figured out with our first like 10 employees we didn't have you know what our benefits were your check cleared (laughs)
2: that was our benefits
0: package your your check was good you know that we had no benefits the benefit was you got paid and it actually went into the bank and everything shut up you know and so you know if you want some health insurance go get you some this was before it was required you know if you want some of this go get you some uh you know you don't have that no i don't have that i don't even know what that is you want time off try making some bunch of money so you can get some time off and so you know this is a. uh this is how we started. And so we didn't have any, we couldn't compete and we still don't try to compete head on with the corporate America benefits package. If you want a benefits package, then you're probably not a Ramsey team member. Right. We, we've got great benefits nowadays, but if you cut co- you know, but you come here for other stuff, you can get more Bennies somewhere else but you're good to your people from exactly. day one and from There's the get-go. a human transaction right that's your brand advantage that's what we tell told people in the other days we got no benefits your check clears that's your only benefit but guess what we're working on something that matters and we're working on this crusade to help people change their lives and change their family trees and if you want to be part of something that's big and it's moving this is where it's going to be and we'll always share with you if we make some money but we'll also share with you for starving to death
2: Yep. And I think that's how you have people. Like in staff meeting this morning, we celebrated somebody who had, who's had, been here for 20 years. And I feel like we're often celebrating people who've been here from the beginning. Yeah. And they just love the humans. They love, you know, serving on this crusade with you because you've been awesome to them.
0: Well, it, it's you treat people like people treat people right instead of treating them like a transaction, like a robot. They're not a unit of production. I mean, you know, I. Uh, people have kids and grandkids and the dog is sick and there's you know they have lives and and you actually can treat them like that if you're a small business and that's your brand advantage when you're hiring that's what you're looking for nick and um but then just make sure you're delegating to people you can trust their competency and their integrity hold on we'll get you a copy of the entree leadership book and send it out to you Christine Alice Ramsey Personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Jim and Ashley are with us. Hey guys, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. Where do you guys live?
3: We live in Clarksville, Tennessee. Oh,
0: just up the road. Yeah. Cool. Well, welcome to Nashville. Good Thank to have you. Thank you. And how much debt have you guys paid off?
3: Six hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Oh!
0: Wow. How long did that take?
3: Thirty months.
0: Okay. There's a story here. Amazing. What's your
4: uh, range of income during that two and a half years? We started around forty-five thousand and ended at sixty-seven plus a side, so or excuse me, sixty thousand plus a seven thousand dollars side hustle. Gotcha. What do y'all do for a living?
3: I am an office manager at Crow Estate Planning and Probate.
4: Mm-hmm. And I'm a stay-at-home
0: dad. Cool. Good for you. Okay, how do you get rid of six hundred thousand dollars on forty-five thousand dollars income? That doesn't work you must have sold the house
3: we sold our rental in california
0: ah okay all right and and what did it sell for
3: it sold for 810 and okay. we used uh, some of that money to pay off our house in in clarksville tennessee
0: that's fun yeah what's the house in clarksville worth
3: um i think it's about 325
0: okay very good very cool good for you guys okay so you paid you paid that off and do you have any other debt
3: Nope.
4: That was it. You're just now officially weird people. No mortgages, paid for house and everything. (laughs) We we did have, um, we also paid off $55,000 in the combined total of um, student loans, credit cards, a car, and uh, we had a turf payment. Oh, you did have other debt. Okay. We did. All right.
0: Cool. All right. Cool. So we knocked all of that out and the mortgage with the sale of the rental.
4: Correct. That's simple. And it took 30 months to sell it? Uh, we started for the first fifty-five thousand. That was about the first year and a half, um, and the last little bit was just kind of getting the house sold and um, and just kind of letting the money go to pay off that house. So you kind of didn't want to sell the rental at first. No, we thought renting was gonna, you know, renting was gonna be fun, and um, it's you know passive income, um, and it honestly it kind of turned out to be a nightmare. Yeah, I bet. So, um I, I mean, it, well, you managed to do it right in the middle of COVID, too. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of um, you know, we always thought maybe we would go back to California. That's where we're originally from. Uh we moved out here shortly after we got married and we're like, you know, maybe we'll go back, maybe we won't, and then we kind of looked at each other and said, are we really going to go back? So, what got you started on the Ramsey way? Well, in about 2020, um I started with the podcast And, um, about a month or so in, I had, uh, sent a text message to a mentor that I had and I said, Hey, I'm listening to the Dames Ramsey show. What do you think about this guy? You know, I'm interested to hear your piece. And he said, you know, Dave's a great guy. Keep listening. And so that kind of got me hooked. I bought the total money makeover shortly after. And like I said, the rest is history.
0: Wow. Very cool. Just like that. So Ashley, uh, he's got the podcast going. Is he giving you a hard time?
3: um he's we've talked about reading me reading the book and um he pretty much just every day i'd come home and he'd talk about the plan and the baby steps and then you know we would talk about knocking each one of them out and then he oh, he listens to the podcast every day and so um when we're in the car we listen to it or we watch it on youtube so
0: there's no fun anymore <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's really cool though to see everybody you know come from different walks of life and really stick with the plan and be able to pay everything off. Yeah, It's awesome. So you so you sold the house. What else did y'all do
2: in this journey? Because you mentioned the side hustle, a 7K side hustle. What was that? So we clean my offices that I work for um, in Clarksville and in Hopkinsville. Okay. That's there awesome. You. So what would you say is the key? Because there's a lot of people who are looking at that number thinking, Whoa, that that's impressive. What's the key to getting out of debt?
4: Um, you know, Stephen Covey has a really good uh, quote that says, uh, Begin with the end in mind. And our definitely end goal was to be stress free, to really, you know, like I said, live like no one else so that, you know, we could live like no one else. Um, And I think that was our biggest goal. We wanted to change our family tree. We didn't want to be like everybody else, Um, you know, because normal sucks. Amen. Good for you guys. Well done.
0: Hey, we're proud of you. Who are your biggest cheerleaders?
3: each other and uh our families we have jim's mom here from california to celebrate with us today as well very
0: fun awesome good stuff we got the live and give bundle for you that's the uh total money makeover book the baby steps millionaires book that's the next chapter in your story and a one-year membership to financial peace university the brand new version that has george and rachel and deloney and me and everybody's in it so be sure and uh watch that through if you haven't or give it all away or whatever you want to do it's for you it's the live and give bundle so very very proud of you all right what's your uh your child's name and age let's get him get him in the shot here
3: his name is james and he will be two in january
0: all right so james came uh just about well right in the middle of all this yes yeah 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 that's part of the deal huh Good job! All right, fun stuff. I love it. All right, Jim and Ashley and James, Clarksville, Tennessee. Six hundred twenty-five thousand paid off in thirty months, making forty-five to sixty-seven. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream!
4: Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're, We're debt-free! debt-free! Yeah!
0: <laughs> that is how it's done. I love it. Wendy is with us in Omaha, Nebraska. Hi, Wendy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
5: Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate that. Sure. Um, (laughs) So um, the reason why I'm calling is I wanted to know if um, my ideas of moving to Japan to be close to my grandma is a good financially good idea. I'm a school teacher for the past 20 years, and I raised all my three kids as a single mom. So I don't really have much of a retirement other than the 4-3-B that I received from the school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I do own a house. I mean, I think I still owe about $98,000, but it's worth about 275000
0: Good. How old are you? Um, 49. Cool. So you want to go to Japan and do what?
5: Um, be maybe um, administrator I do have a two master's degree so i'm hoping to get into a international school or something and get into administration
0: you'd be near your grandmother you'd be making a lot of money a lot more than you make well, now I'm right
5: ho- right i'm hoping to no but,
0: i would, uh, i wouldn't go if you don't because it's very high cost of living right and so I, I mean i I I, I I talked to a guy yesterday as a matter of fact that was in the i t world and he moved his family and they lived in Japan for 3 years and the co- the company he worked for furnished all housing and they doubled his income. And so they looked at right. it as a short-term adventure and he piled up a huge pile of cash in a short period of time. But if you're going to go over there and make the same amount of money and the cost of living be twice as much as it is where you are, no thank you. I don't want to do that. Okay. Okay. Do you know any- what do you make now?
5: Um I make a 70 70- You should make a hundred and a half
0: with a with a master's in administrative.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I haven't tried for the administrative positions yet. Yeah, I mean,
0: but no, I wouldn't go over there and make the same. You're going to go backward if you do. Mm
5: -hmm, What about your kids?
0: You're going to leave them behind, right?
5: Right. Well, they're older. You know,
0: the older ones married.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Well, youngest one is still with me, but. But then, like, I'm also concerned about my house. I do have four-bedroom home. I would right, just sell it. Just sell it.
0: How long are you going to be in Japan?
5: Um, well, my grandma's 92, so I just didn't want her to be alone. There, How long are so... you going to
0: be in Japan?
5: <laughs> Maybe five years. Sell
0: your house. Okay. Buy another one when you come home. You don't want to manage a rental property or an empty house. Internationally, you'll take all the fun out of this experience.
5: Mm-hmm. So, what do I do with the money that I get from the house?
0: Put put it in an investment to buy a house with when you get back. All of them. All of them. All the money.
5: Mm-hmm. Like all of the. Uh, well, I'm thinking like hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I probably yeah. Get.
0: Put it in some good mutual funds, and so it'll be there when you get home, and it will have grown, and you'll be able to buy another house. And you're gonna make a whole bunch of money, so you're gonna to add to that investment while you're going to Japan. Or you don't go. That's what I would do.
2: Well, and with this couple that just paid off, you know, their debt, they they didn't want to stay in the rental business. And managing that while in Japan would no. be
3: woof.
0: No, 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 a- no, 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 no. So much wrong with this. This is the Ramsey show. Alice Ramsey. Personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Cameron is in Los Angeles. Hi, Cameron. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi,
1: thanks for taking my call today. Sure. What's up? Hey, so um, I need a little bit of help and guidance from you. Um, I'm kind of where to start. I'm a little overwhelmed with a lot of my finances. I started yesterday by figuring out some debts, and I've I realized that I'm really behind on a lot of my basic utilities and, um, and taxes, and I'm trying to get started on the baby steps, but I just feel so overwhelmed because I'm behind in so many things. Okay. So I kind of need to know kind of how to start on
0: all this. It's a scary place, isn't it, brother? Oh, yeah. How old are you?
1: 33.
0: And what's your income? Um, I
1: would say on average right now about 30000 ish a year what do you do i work in the entertainment industry so i do uh, a lot of stuff for um musical theater so anything from costuming to wigs um and all that kind of stuff okay
0: all right
2: about how much debt do you think you have
1: um well when i totaled it up yesterday i'm gonna just probably uh, rounding it to about ten thousand dollars
2: okay well You know what? I know it's scary right now, but I just want to say good job getting on board. Like, we're really happy that you're calling today.
1: Thank
0: you. Yeah. So here's the thing. Number one, we're going to send you a copy of the book, The Total Money Makeover. All right. And that's what um, Mm -hmm. uh, close to 9 million people now have got that book and have used it. And I'm not selling you a book. I'm giving you one. So you don't have to. You just have to read it. That's all you got to do now. Um, So here's what I would do in your situation. Before you start the baby steps, you need to be current with your utilities and current with your bills. So the first goal to get current is make a list of what each bill, like the electric bill. What's it take to be current on the electric Mm -hmm. bill? What's it take to be current on the water bill? What's it take to be current on the dot, dot, dot? Fill it in, okay? And that's Mm -hmm. just to be current. Follow me? And then your goal when you do out your written budget is – you're going to budget out, and any money you can squeeze out of your budget, you're going to work down that list, smallest to largest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, if it takes twenty bucks to get a bill current, with it, and that's your little one, boom, that one's done, right? Easy, right? It takes fifty bucks mm-hmm. to get another one current, boom, that one's done. That's easy, right? And so, the more of them you get in the current side, the the more your stress is going to drop. Because right now, your stress level is like up in your throat. You're chewing on your stomach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember that. Mm-hmm. I used to remember that like, I get a little sweat in the palm of my hand, a little bit above my eyebrows, and, um, and your heart rate goes up when you make those lists of stuff, and you're just, like, freaked out, like you've jumped off a building and you're just falling or something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that's how you feel, right? Oh, yep. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. So, th- more of that is going to go away the more of this you get in control. The second thing is that just by making the list, your stress level is going to go down because now we've quantified the size of the dragon that must Mm -hmm. die. This dragon must die, and you are a knight, young man. You're going to kill the dragon, and it must die. It may take a bunch of cuts. It may take a bunch of swings of the sword. Uh, You may get really tired, and you're definitely going to get some blood on you, but the dragon is going to die. You're going to kill it because you're just the guy. That's why you called us. We're, dragon, we're, we're night trainers. We're going to train you to kill the dragon, all right? You can do this. Yeah. So the second part of this equation is there's two sides of the equation, income and outgo. $30,000 a year in Los Angeles, California, as an income sucks. You're mm-hmm. starving to death. You have got to do some stuff to add to your income. And I don't care if it's something that's not pretty or not fun. If it, what you need right now is some money. $10,000 would change your life. Can't say that about a lot of people. Yep. Yep. So the good, the bad news is you got $10,000 worth of debt. The good news is it's only $10,000 worth. In other words, if mm-hmm. we increase your income with a good, strong part-time job, it's $15,000 a year, you're going to be debt-free 100% in less than a year if you just live on what you make at your regular job. Yeah. So part-time job is in your future. I don't know if you're delivering uber eats or if you're delivering pizzas or if you're walking dogs or you're cutting grass i don't care what it is but you need to go do something for money good money don't take something mm-hmm. cheap not minimum wage i want you to make some money and and just be i don't want you to do anything illegal and i don't want you to do anything immoral that puts your ethics at risk anything like that but short of that go get you some money because ten thousand bucks would change your life That's pretty cool right now that you can do that. So my prediction is you're going to be debt-free in a year.
1: Yeah, I would like to. You know, I I find it hard as well in my situation because um, I make my income varies month to month because of the type of work that I do.
0: Yeah, it varies Um, from sucks to not sucks as bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you have got to get some more income coming in. And really, your long-term career has got to get better. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, you don't wanna be making thirty thousand when you're fifty. right. So what are you gonna do? What's gonna move the needle? you got you keep doing what you've been doing, you're gonna keep getting what you've been getting. agreed? Yes, sir. yeah, so we've got we gotta work on the career side short term, long term, and we've got to work on organizing the money and the expenses in a budget in the short term and you can walk right straight through this. Hold on, we'll have Austin pick up. we'll give you a copy of total money makeover and get you going.
2: Well, and the fear you're feeling right now, it's super uncomfortable, but I want you to turn that fear into the gaz- what we call here gazelle intensity, yeah. where you're like a gazelle running away from a cheetah. And the good news is with $10,000, this can be gone quickly. It's scary right now and it feels overwhelming because you're looking at all these bills and you're behind and there's debt, but you can tackle this quickly, especially if you Take that fear and turn it into focus and use it to propel you forward into knocking this out.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. If you're standing in the middle of the interstate and an 18-wheeler is coming, you feel discomfort. Yeah. And per- that's that's a good discomfort. Right. Get out of the freaking road. It's time for a change. Where you're standing is going to get you killed. And that's what you're saying here. Where The way I've been doing things has got to change on the income side and on the outgo side. It has to change. Otherwise, next year, you're going to be sitting exactly here. With the exact same stresses, different names, and the exact same bill problems, different names. Yep. And so the good news is you can just decide today. Ready, set, go. This is America. Even in California, it's still America. You can still go do this, and you can get out of debt, and you can change this whole thing. And you need to look long-term at your career and what you're going to do. But short-term right now, I just want you to go get some money and clean this mess up. Renee's in Denver. Hi, Renee. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. What's up?
6: Thank you for taking my call today.
0: Sure. How can we help?
6: Um, I'm calling because I'm looking for some guidance and motivation as my husband and I enter baby step number two. Um, I'm struggling with letting go of all the control of our finances and working with him on this because our debt seems pretty overwhelming. And even though I know where to start, I can't seem to get focused enough to make any progress.
0: Well, you're not surrendering control. You're just letting someone else have a vote while you have a yeah, vote. You still have your vote. I
6: just, it's hard for me to to work with him. We don't see eye-to-eye eye on a lot of things, um, so it's difficult for us to have those. So it's not games. a control
0: issue. It's a disagreement issue.
3: Yes.
0: If you were in agreement and both of you were voting that our goal is to get out of debt, the only thing we we're arguing about is how to get there, that wouldn't be nearly as big a problem as I don't really care if we get out of debt versus you're saying I want to get out of debt. Am I missing something?
6: No, you're right. I think that we're both just overwhelmed. It seems like we're being pulled in 80 different directions with our debts. Um, So we're disagreeing on where exactly to start. He wants to start with one debt, and I want to follow the normal baby steps.
2: Okay, what like, how does a conversation go when you sit down and say, Hey, we want to start baby step two? What's kind of his opposition? What's his perspective on things?
6: He wants to start with things that are costing us the most money every month yeah. um so the higher payment, but Not his plan got
0: his plan got you here. <laughs> <laughs> so that won't work. Here's the thing. Here's what I would ch- Here's my challenge for him. You can tell him I said this. I get it. I kind of think the same way. I'm a math nerd. But what I want you to do is try my way for 90 days because I'm right and you're wrong, dude. Just try it for 90 days. If I'm wrong, you can go back to your old broken way. This is The Ramsey Show.
2: Have you been inspired to make a change with your money? Want to know where to start? Take our three-minute money quiz to get a plan you can follow. Go to RamseySolutions.com and search for Get Started to get a plan for
4: your money.